Hey, Cass Mason, welcome back to the Hard Conversations. I'm here with uh, Guru Dave and Morgan, and we have another good hot topics for you today. Um, we are in the middle of our holiday, uh, you know, episodes, and we're going to be doing top five Christmas movies uh, tomorrow. So we're really excited to get to that. Uh, but before we get started, we want to, of course, give you some updates, and we want to tell you uh, what else is going on? Um, we're always we're always talking about um, some culture type stuff like racism going on, p- police arrests, you know. Um, and we're going to keep some uh, updates going on when it comes to the war, uh, what's happening in our government, and Amazon is Amazon about to start selling cars, right? So really, really great uh, episode for you today, Guru Dave Morgan. How are you guys doing? In full holiday shopping mode, I have to go get a wreath, like a real one that won't knock my screen door out the way. <laughs> and I'm and I'm now taking up all of the free space in the house with Christmas gifts. I'm excited. That's hilarious. Yeah, I need to do some Christmas shopping. I plan on getting that done today, hopefully. Um, but yeah, for the most part, chilling. Nice, good weather. We're doing good. That's good. That's good. I I don't have to get reefs. Uh, luckily, my upstairs neighbor she puts it on our door. Uh, we do share the front entrance, so and I don't put anything on my like my front door. Um, just because I feel like you already see it at the door right there. Like I'm literally right at the door, you know. So <laughs> no point in having two reefs. Now that makes sense. Your neighbor does it, right? You know. Are you guys ready for the top five Christmas movies tomorrow? I am. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I really don't. Well, yeah, I'm definitely interested. I'm I'm real curious what you guys are going to pick. Yes, I'm, I'm curious, too. I do feel like I know what you were going to say, Guru. I do feel like we are going to have some clashes and we're going to have some overlaps. But you feel like we're probably not. You think that we're thinking differently when it comes to Christmas movies, and we'll see here. Can't well, you can't ignore some classics? That's true. That's true. You know, yeah, and you do. You always do go like left field when it comes to like the top five. So yes, I'm interested in seeing like <laughs> he pulls out movies that it's like, huh? <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> Um, so getting started today, guys, we're talking about what's going on with the Palestinian uh, genocide. Again, I told you guys I'll never call it what the American media is trying to call it. Uh, we're going to be real about it. We wanted to just bring up the fact that we were in the middle of a four-day ceasefire. We talked about that last week. Again, um, Israel finally agreed to Hamas's terms. Let's be clear. Um, Hamas was the one who had been trying for weeks and months to get Israel to do a ceasefire and release the hostages. Uh, American media will tell you otherwise. American media will also tell you that the hostages that have been being released (laughs) um, from Hamas uh, were taken and captured on October 7th. But you and I both know that's not true. Right. So um, that's why we have these conversations to make sure that we're we're looking at everything right. We're going through the stories. We're combing through all the bullshit. Uh, but we wanted to just make note of the fact that when the hostages are being released from Hamas, everyone that I've seen so far has seemed to have very pleasant experiences. 
when they're leaving uh, the Hamas militant group members, um, they're dapping them up, they're high-fiving, they're laughing, they're smiling. I mean, I find that really interesting. Guru Morgan, what do you guys think about that? Am I just tripping, or is this a different experience than uh, American media is portraying? I, I'm trying to stay objective because I already know I lean, I lean toward anti-Israel sentiments, and let me not say anti-Semitic. I don't like the way Israel is handling this, but um, I have yet to see someone come back that was abused by Hamas. And I'm not saying that it hasn't happened. I'm just saying that I've seen a lot of abuse of Palestinian, Palestinian people by Israel. Um, Israel is torturing and mutilating um, people to find out information. And it sounds like the hostages that Hamas has given back have been well-fed. They're in decent spirits for people that have been hostages for the past month. Um, I think I heard the only complaint they were giving is that I haven't seen sunlight for a while, but everybody right. is saying they were treated well yeah it's uh it's kind of interesting because you would think that you it would be specials you know what i'm saying any other time any other incident that it was something like this you would have specials like it'll be like nbc nighttime special with hostage you know what i'm saying hostage with hamas you're not getting none of that and it's like uh okay and it's like none of them are none of them are speaking only the families are, are speaking and like everything that they're saying no one's saying that any physical harm or anything happened to him it was, it was literally just yeah it was like we were just in tunnels all the time <laughs> it was like well yeah you're a hostage so yeah right. they're not gonna have you in the garden right <laughs> eating caviar and lobster like hello but unlike the palestinian prisoners they do look like they're eating mm-hmm this whole media thing is just really hard because since I've we've all been doing our own research and like we're trying to stay in the know about this whenever I hear anything about this war slash genocide slash war crimes um I'm I have trouble taking it seriously because I don't feel like they ever fully discuss the fact that Israel is really they just went all the way left and don't give a damn yeah yeah well israel in america you know we are definitely um streamlining it not to mention that just over the week um the week that we just passed um biden definitely just scooted out a hundred billion dollars just nicely uh overnight here you go take that hundred bill um, to the Israeli government to fund their genocide. So um, every every time you guys, every time we do something that you know approves that, I'm I'm definitely gonna um mention it. That's that's a problem. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a problem that we're still funding this war. Yeah, same. I mean, we're gonna fund every war. That's just who we are. <clears throat> that's what okay. I so let me let me say this. I think we're on the wrong side of history when it comes to what's going on with this so-called war. Gotcha. Yeah. I just I just hope we we get to a resolution sooner than later. Uh I don't see it. I do believe I guess the best case scenario would be uh a two a, a two state nation. Uh but 
I agree. I don't even I don't... though that's not my preference, but I feel like that's the only place we'd actually get somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my preference is for Israel to just pack their bags and, and exactly. find somewhere else to go. There's space in Antarctica, I think. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have a home. You need to go that's find crazy. someone else's home. I'm so sure go. there's some island that the rich people of the world could, you know, stop owning the whole island and give them yeah. some island space back. I mean, the way that we've split up the world is kind of crazy. But I, I don't think that it was crazy that Jewish people were looking for a home state. I think it was crazy that they decided to give somebody else's home to them. And there was never going to be peace. So that whole situation, it's just like, that was ours before. And I would like to say that I've started doing my research on why, excuse me, Jewish people felt like it was their home. And yes, in like biblical times, 2000 years ago, Jerusalem was like a major hub and cultural center for Jewish people. Um, and it does seem like throughout the years, a lot of Jewish people have migrated into Eastern Europe because I kept trying to figure out like what was the connection that these European people were making to this Middle Eastern area. One of the one of the tribes of um, one of the 12 tribes did migrate <clears throat> to Eastern Europe. Um, the rest of them have either migrated somewhere else or stayed where they were. But Jerusalem was also a major hub to Muslim people to Christian people and Jewish people did not own the space. So the concept of like, we're coming to take our home back is still null and void. And not for nothing, if you left it 2000 years ago, it's not yours anymore. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to put that out there um, because when the whole Zionist movement was started, the man that started it was actually looking for space in Africa, go figure that trends. Um, but settled in that space in Palestine. And I think Britain offered it because they were having trouble controlling them anyway. So they were like, take this off our hands. Then there's still some European country that controls it. But anyway, that's my spiel for the day. I still think this is BS. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's no, just good BS. Spiel. Like... Good spiel. I love the spiel. People need to know like the real history because it, again, it didn't start on October 7th. Most of American media just is focused on October 7th. As though that's the start of history. And it's just not. Let's talk about what really took place. So that's good. Yeah, this honestly kind of, I guess I'll, I'll talk about this uh, offline or, or another show, but it reminds me of uh, this documentary that I was recently watching about uh, uh, basically Black people uh, reclaiming, I guess, state statehood, right? So basically saying that um, Black people should have, like, a great, like, migration, like, reverse migration. Because, mm. like, if you think about it, if all the people that left all, like, the slave states would have actually stayed, that all of these states in, like, the South would be, like, majority, would be, like, Blacks, mm -hmm. black states type thing right so it'll be like political political figures like like actual people in power would actually be like be black people because they were they would basically run the whole state so it just made me think about this correlation with obviously israel just just moving somewhere and just literally just occupying it to to a point where you're now like the majority or like you're 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 now like a huge population and like 
you have this much influence to actually like take over a state kind of thing so that's a very interesting concept we should definitely talk through that because can you imagine yeah. if all of the all of the people of the african diaspora had enough power to come together and say we don't feel safe we want our own state well we do and see that's the problem we actually do have that power i was actually just uh going into it okay we really do need to talk about this okay um, because... i don't know if we're going to this whole but yeah I'm, I, i'll tell i'll tell you guys yeah so i was on facebook and i was going at it with my cousin well not at it i was talking with my cousin about it and uh like i was i was just saying how black people go in every day i i, I go to the store and pick up things that i need to get from the store right there uh at my house and they have a lottery and i see these people every day go in and they spend their last few dollars they just you've got to see them counting their change for mm -hmm. these lottery tickets but mm. when you, again, when you ask a black person, hey, let's go open up a store. Let's try to open this business. Let's buy this lot. Let's buy this house and rent it out. And she's like, mm, I don't want to do that. Let's just start saving. Let's open up an account and start saving money. I don't have time to do that. I got my other things, going, my own things going on. You know, it's like, it's always like an excuse away from uh, generational wealth mm -hmm. movements. And I don't, I don't understand that. You know, that's something we really should kind of break down. And it, it kind of goes to that too. You know, we're never going to be able to... policies, actually right. leaving stuff to, to the kids, helping kids pay for college so they don't have a bunch of debt, owning property so that when it's grandma okay. dies, she can sell your summer house so that she and, could pay off something. And it's okay to have a nine to five, but mm -hmm. have something else. Have your money working for you as well try to make moves that way like and we don't we don't do that people think that black people feel like a nine to five is the american dream you have reached it even if you're making two hundred and fifty thousand and get nine to five you need to be thinking long term i'm talking generational long term and when you when you leave that two hundred fifty thousand is not transferring over to nope. your kids that's actually a really good way of thinking about it. That even if you have a job, a nine to five job that pays really well, unless you're investing that money, it's gone when yeah. you're gone. You might have a little bit put to put to the side in a bank account, but um, black people are allergic to life insurance policies, so it makes no sense. There's that's I mean I feel like it's an ongoing issue that unfortunately like when somebody dies like family drama breaks out within the next 6 months and it's almost always assets and money. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um we got so far off topic guys but we're going to keep it moving. Noted for next time. <laughs> right, right. We we got you. Don't worry. We're going we're going to keep that going. Thank you David for bringing that up. Um George Santos, you guys know, um, he's a New York Republican congressman. Um, he was wrapped up in a whole bunch of lies, schemes, right, that he was trying to make to make him seem better, I guess. I, I, I don't know. He was recently expelled from the House of Representatives on Friday, and this was actually a bipartisan vote by his own peers. Um you guys know he he invented things like ties to the Holocaust, September 11th, um, the the Pulse nightclub shooting, anything that was like a heartfelt part of American history, he was a part of it. He he was there. He this guy might as well be like everywhere 
he might as well be like um from the past like he if he could be there if it was something that was touching to america he was a part of that right uh speaker mike johnson of louisiana announced that um he would be removed and this required a two-third majority vote it passed with 311 lawmakers in favor in favor of the expulsion wow, 100... look at that. they came together for something <laughs> right uh, <laughs> 100 105 republicans were uh in favor uh 114 were against two members were present which just means they abstained essentially so what do you guys think about that I mean, yes, he should have been he should have been expelled, yes. Um do I think I mean he he so he brings up good points where it's like this other a lot of other people in Congress has also done a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Um that's that's pleaded guilty to a whole bunch of wild shit, like fraud and like all types of crazy shit. But I mean the president dude. Donald yeah. Trump. More <laughs> counts, more counts than he has. He has 23 counts against him. Donald Trump has 93. I mean, but he, he hasn't been found guilty yet. So it's it's the fact that he has that many that's just mm. concerning. Like I'm reading on it and it says, um, quote, where did George Santos get the idea that you could lie, cheat, steal, corrupt your office and still succeed in the Republican Party? <laughs> where does that come from? It has to come from the top because it's Donald Trump who set the standard of corruption for the GOP, which is um, a quote by Jamie Raskin, um, who's a Maryland uh, representative. Um, and yeah, it's almost like it's becoming like a running joke where our our government used to be these upstanding citizens that we're supposed to be living like a model life that, you know, we could be proud to call them our representatives. And this, these scandals come out every couple of months where you're like, wow, that's a lot of stuff you were hiding under that skirt. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I do agree. It's a lot, a lot of more people in the government that's doing way more crazy stuff. I mean, this guy, it's nothing that was harmful to others essentially with with the, the a lot of the claims there were some where he was embezzling money i believe but when you think about what other people are doing in the government right around him you know it's so much more harmful and uh way more of a greater effect on our daily lives um so that's yes. the thing his his corruption was because he was messy not because he was like necessarily you know like like th there's some political candidates where you're like wow that hit me like this whole like the way biden's handling the war and and giving money we're like wow that's hitting me that's my tax money but like when i was watching about him it was people like regular everyday citizens saying things like my dog needed surgery and he started a gofundme account and i never saw the money from it like it just questioned his character um and it's just crazy that that's the person that made it into office. And he he was well-liked, wasn't he? Yeah. He just basically was like a master scammer that made it to the top. He definitely was. I think he made up like his degrees and everything. Like He was really, yeah, he was a scammer for real. Don't people do background checks to become... Like, how do you work for the government? You can't even get a job at the DMV without a background check. How did he make it this far? I'm confused. I, I really don't get it. The life of a white man.
And uh, the other, what is this? So some of the other people that, because it's only been six people in the whole history. Do you know that? Well, George Santos was the six. They were expelled. expelled. Yeah, they were expelled. So the other five were like, who's this guy? John B. Clark in 61. Uh, John Reed in, also in 61. These are, uh, well, one was a, found out to be like a Confederate general. So that's kind of justified. Uh, Michael J. Ozzie Myers, nineteen eighty, he took a fifty thousand dollar bribe from the FB, from an FBI sting. Yeah, the way these people get caught up in these bribes. <laughs> uh, James Traffic Camp, two thousand and two, ten counts of racketeering, bribery, and tax evasion. Damn. Pay your taxes, people. That always comes back. And then we have George Santos. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> okay, well, keeping it uh, in the family with government officials, Henry Kissinger recently died um, on November 29th of this year. Um, so he was a German-born American diplomat. He was a political scientist, geopolitical consultant, and politician who served at the, as the U.S. Secretary of State and National Security Advisor in the presidential administrations of Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford between 1969 and 1977. Um, and with his death, um, he's being applauded by many for um, how well he handled our state affairs and our question is, Is it really, should he be celebrated or should we be exposing this man for being a mass murderer? Because there are a lot of really questionable decisions he made that led to a lot of deaths of people outside of the uh, outside of the United States. He also is kind of like the brainchild behind the Cold War. Yeah, he's responsible for upwards of 4 million deaths across many countries. I mean, everybody got a, everybody got a, you know what I'm saying, a past. Oh, You're going to have to explain that, David. That's quite you, a, that's that, quite was, a that was the most under, <laughs> that's quite the a biggest pass. understatement. Like, everybody uh, got a past. We, oh, everybody man. was just pressing that red button to <laughs> blow people's towns up. <laughs> Oh man. Well, listen, I'm saying like uh what was the movie that just came out? Um Oppenheimer. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude that made the atomic bomb, you know what I'm saying? Do you think like well, I don't know. Didn't he kill himself? I don't know, did he? I, I remember the man I'm waiting for Oppenheimer to be free for me to see it, but I'm I remember the man that that was responsible for it. And I know there were still a number of people involved in it. Like when he saw what they used it for, he was just so upset that he committed suicide. I and I and I feel like the whole point of Oppenheimer is part of like the moral dilemma of like I made this technology and what they used it for. Yeah. But this guy seems like he just I mean, he was, you know, hardcore, like, America's gonna win, and I don't care what I gotta do to make it work. That's... Mm, some people just don't have hearts. 
because he is well applauded by America. He's considered the most powerful secretary of state in the post-World War II era. And he's been hailed as an ultra-realist who reshaped diplomacy to reflect American interests and oh, wow. denounced as having a have as having abandoned American values, particularly in the area of human rights, if he thought it served the nation's purposes. Yeah, because in the declassified Pentagon report, it was stated that he personally approved 3,875 air raids, which dropped some 540,000 tons of bombs in Cambodia within the first year of that campaign. And to this day, there's still innocent Vietnamese and Cambodians who are being killed from the remaining unexploded ordinances of those bombs some hero i've heard about in vietnam that there's still so many bombs that were dropped that you could still set one off like there are areas where people just don't go anymore oh yeah yeah okay so i also had read that he was part of um the the thinking behind how america pulled themselves out of the vietnam war but it sounds like he did a doozy before we pulled out and helping to kill I'm not even going to get started on the Vietnam War. Why were we there? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I said, we... But then again, like, why are we in Israel? Thank you. Like, why? <laughs> I just don't get it. Well, I'm pretty sure he has a nice little cozy spot right in hell. So, no. enjoy everything that's <laughs> going to come your way. And let's move on. So, David, what, what are we talking about next? That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going we're gonna to bring it into, over to uh, Kansas City. So, a white Kansas City team has been charged with uh, aggravated battery after assaulting a black peer while spewing racial slurs. Mm. Uh, this incident occurred on November 5th at Prairie Village Shawnee Mission East High School. Uh, Brianna Brown, black sophomore, confronted a white student about saying racial slurs. Uh, The Kansas City Defender details that uh, the white boy called the black student the N-word and slaves. Uh, In a viral clip, uh, Brown tells the boy to walk away. Don't say nothing unless you come to say it to my face because I'm not as I know you're not going to do it. Uh, he says, "Man, shut the fuck up!" He shouts uh, to Brown. What? She who wasn't even talking to him. Uh, and then the unnamed student then intensely approached Brianna, taking off his book bag. He called her the N word about two times just before punching her. Uh, the incident left the sophomore uh, with a broken nose. Uh. I hope so, you're going to end this with charges. So a criminal complaint was also filed against the boy, uh, stating he knowingly caused great bodily harm to another person or disfigurement of another person. The unnamed team uh, who will appeal in court on Thursday, December 6th, also reports that Brianna Brown was suspended for her part in the ordeal. So she was suspended for a week. For what five was she suspended for? Uh, just being in a fight. So how was she not supposed to be in a fight? If this boy approached her, how would she, was she supposed to curl up in a ball? Listen, I don't. Yeah, this is this is these are the rules that come. No from zero tolerance for violence, right? 
Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Right. Even if you're protecting yourself, I guess. Yeah. Because the boy in the video, you can clearly see. Matter of fact, I'm going to play the video. <laughs> Matter of fact. up and like aggressively approaching her and like saying like the word like you know the n-word you know like and the thing is she wasn't talking to the boy she was having a conversation I think with a girl yeah she's has... talking to a girl from in a whole nother in a whole other incident. Well, right. not incident, she but... was trying to correct her about some racial stuff that she was saying, and how. Oh, what did she call them? She called. Oh, she called black people slaves. Mm -hmm. And she was like saying, "Excuse me, like you you can't call." And then this white boy, you know, is in the background, like, "Oh, shut the fuck up!" Like she's like, "Wait, who are you talking to?" <laughs> and he's like, "You, like you got to see how aggressive he is." I I was so pissed off watching that video because the way his blood would have been smeared all throughout that hallway if that was me and I would have been kicked out of that school. No, I, I it also just bothers me that like nobody stops people from acting a fool anymore. They all record and it's like Glad we have the recording because this probably would have been flipped another way if we didn't watch it point blank mm -hmm. unfold. But, and it looks like somebody pulled him away. But like, why did he think it was okay to just assault a, a woman in the hallway? Because he didn't like what she said. Yeah, I just, let me add this on my list of things I'm pissed off, well, pissed mm -hmm. off about this week. So look, Brown spoke with NBC about the racism she experienced, explaining, I feel like I'm, outside of myself for doing what I did. Uh, I'm upset that I got a, a suspended, uh, but I chose to stand up for myself. Uh, the Shawnee Mission School District responded to the attack. They issued a statement condemning violence and vowed to uphold a safe educational environment. The school district also referred to the racial assault as a mistake on the boy's behalf. Did anybody um talk to old girl that was calling black people slaves? Hmm. Like since we're addressing this, you know, for everybody's part. <laughs> don't think so. I don't even know. And she was suspended for five days. He was suspended for three. Uh no. Uh it doesn't say how long he was suspended for. Mm-hmm. 
I'm looking at the article on Hollywood Unlocked. Yeah, it says that he she was suspended for five days while the white male was suspended for three days. That's crazy. You can't tell me racism is just not alive and proud. The irony of it, too, is kind of like, you know, if you're attacked, but you win the fight, you're in trouble. That you got more hits in. Well, he approached me and didn't know how to fight. So it should be the aggressor's fault. But this is frustrating. Yeah. Now, David, I, what's going on over here in Jersey? Um, Listen, the, got, the police. Uh, you got some top talent police, right? Uh, so police were seeking a blind man accused of threatening to shoot staff of a New Jersey complex. Uh, so in Bridgerton Housing Authority high rise complex, uh, on e commerce street, where staffers told them a former resident who had been evicted and banned from the complex left a threatening voicemail saying staff would be shot dead, according to a release from Bridgerton Police Department. Staff said the man was legally blind, walks walks with a walking instrument. Uh, police said no photo of the man was provided, but they did learn his last name. Um, so they they show up to the place, right? So the cops pull up, they show up. So shortly uh, thereafter, a man who appeared to be visually impaired uh, used the walking device, entered the complex lobby. He just walks in at the same time the cops are there, right? He just casually walks in. Police automatically detain him, uh, quote, for the safety of all present based on the terroristic threats made uh, and patted him down and requested his ID. Uh, the man refused to give his ID or reveal his names, authorities said he was arrested for obstructing uh, administration of law or other government functions and hindering apprehension, authorities said. Uh, but detectives eventually learned that the man's name and discovered he was not the person they were looking for, so he was taken to police headquarters, processed, and released. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is interesting. It just so happens that a blind man walks in with a cane. Wrong place, wrong time, yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. It, but, especially how many blind people do you see in a week right. that you know are blind? But then, but then, but then, should the police have said, sir, what's your name? You know, or maybe like ask questions first. He didn't seem to be a threat. So, right, he's just walking in with the cane. Obviously, if he's not really the guy who's causing the problems, he doesn't have a gun on him. He's not he pointing it. According to them, he refused to give his name. Okay. So they attacked him. Basically. Hmm. Gross incompetence should be a reason you can't keep your job. <laughs> it is everywhere else, except for being a police officer. Yeah. I, I Okay, so he wouldn't say his name. At what point did they realize it was the wrong person? After they some after I guess someone else was able to verify who he was or something. They said they were able to eventually get his get his information. 
They said detectives eventually learned the man's name and discovered he was not the person they were looking for. And is the man they were looking for still on the run? Yep. Wow. So there was a blind man (laughs) that made terrorist threats. There was no description other than he's a man with a walking instrument. Another man with a walking instrument came in, was did not identify himself, was assaulted, and eventually, which how knows everybody who knows how long that took, they let him go, Mm -hmm. and they still haven't found old timer who actually made the threats. Exactly. Well, now I'm scared of all the blind people I see on the street. Yeah, like the next blind person I see, what's the description other than blind with a can? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I'm gonna need to know what the fuck he looked like. He better not show up at my job or nothing. Oh my gosh, sir, what's your name, sir? <laughs> oh no, that's interesting. What we got next? I feel like we need to make a, a segment called blooper reels for the police. Um, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, okay, so I have the next hot topic going back to, to White House news. Um, so Stevie Wonder, who, um, <laughs> speaking of blind men, um, wow, I didn't, even, wow. I didn't mean it. <laughs> didn't even think. That's crazy. Stevie Wonder um, wants to have a discussion with President Joe Biden to discuss the Black agenda. Um, So at at the last press secretary, according to April Ryan, um, music icon Stevie Wonder wants to meet with President Biden to discuss the former's commitment to the Black agenda. Um, The White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, spoke with the reporters on Monday, November 27th where she was informed about Stevie Wonder's request to meet with the Biden uh, to meet with Biden to ensure the concerns of the black community would be addressed as we head into the 2024 presidential election. Um, she said, I had an in-depth conversation with Stevie Wonder last night, who was asking, requesting a meeting with the president. He's very concerned about the black agenda falling along the wayside and issues like the laws of 50 years ago that are now being abolished or gutted to include issues like the Voting Rights Act. What happened in Arkansas last week, affirmative action, Supreme Court issues, we've seen it ban on books. Um, And Ryan also noted that Wonders past meeting with former President Ronald Reagan, which was a major impetus for getting the holiday for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm -hmm. Um, So the press secretary said that while Biden took Wonders concerns very, very seriously, she could not confirm a meeting between the two parties. Um, and there's also adding that on the president's first day in his administration, he has taken, he said he's taken this very seriously as it relates to what we're seeing. As it relates to racial in- inequality, he called it one of the four major crises that we have to deal with as a country when he stepped into the office. Um, he also went on to talk about how many civil rights leaders he's met with multiple times. Um, and he is in the room listening to them about their concerns and taking in their feedback. And he promised to pass new voting legislation legislation during his campaign in 2020. However, laws protecting voting rights continue to face growing threats from conservatives. But the president is still taking this very seriously. So even a blind man can see we ain't getting nowhere. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's why he asking for a meeting. And obviously, you know, 
he should to me i don't i don't understand why we can't take this meeting if you're meeting with other civil rights leaders why are you not willing to meet with stevie wonder why can't you confirm that meeting and he's obviously done something strategized something well enough with previous presidents he's smart enough to get things done right you know we have a whole holiday put forth that he took part in so i don't get why we can't have this meeting i'm actually glad he brought it up too because I feel like we have so many discussions going on with like the multiple wars going on in the world and Donald Trump, every time we forget about him, another indictment pops up or like another congressperson gets kicked out of Congress or one of our representatives. But um, yeah, when we when 2020 rolled in, we were on like a really well pumped up wave of like we've got to fix things for black people in this country and that discussion has kind of fallen off to the wayside as Stevie Wonder said it I totally agree and so since you didn't do it this campaign you need to be talking about what you're going to do next campaign if you want us to vote for you right guru you're quiet <laughs> no I was just saying listen somebody gotta I feel like somebody needs to start like it is. I wouldn't say it has to be a, a a celebrity, but we do need some some type of like strong rep representation to like listen on like basically on behalf of the black people. We need we need this conversation. I feel like we kind of we kind of need that person. We don't really have that person. I'd agree with that. I don't really think I've heard much about the Black agenda throughout this entire campaign, and that's with a Black vice president. This, you know, I'm not going to say she's not done anything. They've done things that do make long-term impactful changes on legislation. They have. But I... I I don't feel like we celebrate it, right? What you have done. Where is the visibility? Where is the campaigning, right? If we, if we don't see it, people feel the sentiments that we're talking about right now. There's some things that have been done, but if you're not talking about it, if you're not campaigning about it, you're too busy talking about a war that uh, has nothing to do with us rather than you know trying to get ready for... I mean, you gotta see, to me, you gotta see... Um, your popularity declining. So why are we not doing more right now? I mean, maybe there's a big buildup. Maybe there's a big buildup, but I don't feel like the, either, even the vice president is doing enough. She she seems to be a, more of a puppet to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we have any strong leadership standing up for us. And I do agree that things have happened, but I think as far as like... Um, major changes like I know people like to say that Barack Obama wasn't fighting for black people but Barack Obama did make a lot of policy change that negatively of that previously negatively impacted black and brown people that have now made a positive change and I'm looking back through at this point we're moving on to the fourth year of Joe Biden's um presidency and I can't say that I can pick out any major thing that happened like I feel like Joe kind of kept his status quo right right okay uh, I'm sorry I had to I had to look something up I'm trying to see what um I don't even know how to look it up what advancements 
Like, if I just look it up, right, what advancements do we have in the Black community as a result of his presidency? It's a rhetorical question, right? No, he's really trying to find I am. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at me. Hold on. No, no, I'm looking it up, too. Oh, okay. The Biden-Harris administration had delivered nearly $6 billion cumulative investments through the Department of Education to support HBCUs, including the ARP and other pandemic relief programs um, that have provided approximately $3.7 billion to HBCUs since he took office. Okay, that counts. And that was Kamala. Mm-hmm. Because she went to one, and I remember that was one of her. So I can't even say that was Joe. Kamala did that. When we talk about uh, healthcare costs, healthcare costs have gone down. Um, that's an advancement that took place under the Biden administration. But they need to do more on working to protect voter rights. Um, there is something going on that we actually didn't put on, but you know, I'll mention it to you guys. Um, uh, a circuit judge, a circuit judge, just approved in a district over in uh, that controls like South Dakota, North Dakota, Missouri, Nebraska. I can't remember the other states. It's like seven states in its uh, region, its district. Um, that. If you are not the federal government, you are not allowed to file a suit, a lawsuit uh, against the government or against anyone regarding voter um, restriction or voter, uh, what do you call it? Suppression. Voter suppression. That's it. Interesting. That's, That's happening right now. Of course, it's going to get appealed to the Supreme Court, but look at our Supreme Court and look at what they're doing. This is this is what we're talking about. Um, there's and this is what Stevie Wonder is talking about. This is why Stevie Wonder wants a meeting because the Supreme Court is rolling back laws that are that were protecting us uh, from from years ago, fifty years ago. If this goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court sides with this circuit judge. Uh, that's going to make it very hard for Black people in those districts. We're talking North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Missouri. Listen to these states I'm talking about. It's going to make it very hard for when they start to get uh, redistricts, like, you know, uh, for voting, uh, for them to fight it because they they can't. It's not going to be legal for them to actually file a suit. So basically, unless they're able to take their case and a federal judge picks it up they can't do anything legally the government would have to act on their behalf which means they'd have to convince someone to do it correct because the government is the only one that would be able to be allowed in in those in that district to um bring any type of charges that that relate to voter suppression or voter fraud up wow I mean, that's the type of shit we we have to fight. That's what. We, so they got to do a lot more when it comes to that. 
mm-hmm. and and economic growth and racial equity. We have a lot of work to do. And when are we getting our reparations? Because I think that we are due. So I would I'm glad you brought that up because it was something that was in stamped and or was it was either in stamped or it was an amendment. I don't remember which. Reparations were given for slavery. They just weren't given to us. They were given to the white landowners that lost their property. We mm-hmm. pe- pe- when they say like reparations were given for the Holocaust or like rep- reparations were given for like the uh, Japanese concentration camps, the government gave white landowners reparations for losing their property. And as soon as the forty acres in a mule started, uh, which was started under Abraham Lincoln, oh, who was the next president after Abraham Lincoln? Um, he shut that shit down. Mm. Reparations for white landowners and for black people. Because the next president, oh God, who was the president after Abraham Lincoln? Um, He was a poor white person that had made his way up and he couldn't stand rich white people. Andrew Johnson, he couldn't stand white people, rich white people or black people. So he he was like, I'm here for the poor whites. Mm, Interesting. So, 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 I mean, they, that wasn't reparations. That was just white people again. Oh, no, it was formally. It was formally reparations. Well, that's not um, for us. That wasn't for us. And then when the forty acres and the mule started, he shut that down, and started moving the funds towards somewhere else. And it was also under him that when Reconstruction started, and black people, because of the resilient, amazing people we are, started ending up in government very quickly. Started owning our own towns, owning our own property. Started getting educated. We started becoming um, people with skilled skilled um professions like doctors and we were in you know congress and uh, that's when they started blowing up our towns mm-hmm. and changing the laws and the beginning of jim jim crow started and the ku klux klan started rising up um be- they had no plans on giving us reparations after lincoln but the thing was like after they um you know abolished slavery and said like okay enslaved people are no longer enslaved they had no plan or intention to try and make us anything other than third class citizens that still worked for them for not enough money so basically keep us in that slave mentality yeah we can't call them slaves but we can make them serfs so let's start that sharecropping up Right, we'll still have them do everything we can't do anyway. Yep. Well, I do want to point out uh California is actually working on reparations. That's true. So. For for their citizens. Yeah. Did anybody watch Watchmen on HBO? Of course. With um Regina King. You should watch that. Um it's the premise of it, which is so different than the movie. But um have you seen the movie Watchmen with like the superheroes with like Mr. Manhattan? Mm-hmm. so the premise of it is is it oklahoma they're in yes they they finally decided they were going to give reparations to the families of the um oh i can't think of the name of the town but the massacre where they pretty much bombed their town and killed all the black tulsa, people in it tulsa 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 massacre and they gave the people that could prove that they were descendants of the people that were affected and killed they gave them reparations so all these black people moved out to oklahoma to claim their land um and a lot of them have superpowers and like that's what the story is about but 
the concept of, you know, reparations to these people's families that have been affected by these like mass killings um, and tragedies and massacres, um, because it's as if slavery wasn't the biggest one that we need to start with, which is an interesting concept to begin with. Every black person is due a lot of money. I mean, they owe us at least. Uh, I I would say how I many? What would y'all? What would y'all say is a good number to give out to the American people? I I would say ten trillion. I think we should start with for the <laughs> amount of money that you would have made if you were paid legal wages for the entirety of your life that you worked for those people. We should start with those wages and what they'd be equal to in twenty twenty three. And then we owe you something to get started with because we didn't give you squat. We just kicked you off and basically told you figure it out. But you would have to put the wages in, in today's In today's, time. yes. I'd want the wages oh. in today's time. Plus, I still think you're owed the 40 acres and a mule because we would have had to start with something. You can't just kick people off and be like, figure it out. Right, right. And for all the skilled people like blacksmiths, and and musicians that they had that would have been making above like the minimum wage of a farmer. That too. You kept great records of what they did. Go back and find those records and pay them. As a starting point. And I'm not just America. I want my money from the Bahamas too. Damn, this shit don't even go, hey. go to 10 trillion. And Panama. No, all of all of them. Call up Spain. They owe us. Oh man, Are you taking yeah. your I will go. I will go to whatever stop I gotta go to. <laughs> how how many black people are in America? Uh, hundred hundred fifty million. Let's see, hundred million. Forty one point six million in twenty twenty. Uh, Forty seven point two in twenty twenty three. That's uh, that would be twelve point one percent of the population. That would be two hundred and forty thousand per person. I I take that. They really I I I feel ten trillion is the number. They to spread it around. Four hundred over four hundred years. You better you okay. So let's do whatever that new minimum wage is. What's that? Twenty dollars uh, uh, in California. <laughs> times <laughs> times uh forty. No, because they worked all day. See, that's okay. Yeah, you got yeah to, they weren't doing any six hour days. No, yeah, you got to go more than forty hours. They worked all day. We got to yep. time this up. It's more than ten trillion. Mm. Oh no, they owe us a lot of money. Yeah, so. I ain't and I ain't letting up. I don't want no breaks. No, oh, we can divide. Oh, no, we were, there was no OSHA laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of workers comp. That y'all a lot of workers comp. All those cases where people got their fingers stuck in the mill. No, absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm and I would, I would also settle for I'd never have to pay taxes again. Income tax, property tax. When I go to shop, right, nothing, no taxes. Yeah. I'd settle for that. I would settle for no taxes and automatic raise. Like, I feel like everybody should have to make $100,000 at least a year. Well, I do think if we could get like a black stimmy, like mm -hmm. no taxes and a black stimmy. That's the reparations. 
And I mean, like, I want a lump sum because I can't for the next president might get there and cut it off. Like, I want a lump sum. (laughs) (laughs) No weekly check. Exactly. That's the reparation. Send me my check. (laughs) And I agree with, you know what? Cut the taxes. You got a lot of time to make up for. (laughs) So cut the taxes. And then we good. $250,000 and I never pay taxes again is not enough, but we can start the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. We can start it there. I still need my acres. I need my land. Well, see, I feel like if you don't have to pay property tax and you get $250,000, the way that Black people could invade the Midwest and the South Mm. I mean, it really wouldn't even be invading. It would be pretty much taken back. Taking it back. Cultivated. Exactly. We built it. It's all ours. And then now. What was you going to say? Oh, so I was, I like this plan. Yeah. You know, y'all, y'all hear it. You know, let's put it in action. Let's get some signatures out there. Let's, whoever is a good writer amongst us, put this together, send it to us at the Gmail, the hard conversations for gmail.com. Right. Start that proposal. Okay. And send it up. We'll review it together. Okay. Start a committee up. And then you can go on Amazon next year and you can buy yourself a brand new car with your new STEMI. And believe it or not, I'm telling the truth. According to according to Amazon, they will be able to they will be allowing auto dealers to sell their cars uh, cars through a site, starting with South Korea automaker Hyundai. Um, they of course they muscle their way into everything. This article is saying they muscle their way into the car buying business. They they do that with everything, um, but they are going to be putting their uh, company cars and vehicles on websites, on their website, you'll be able to purchase it beginning in 2024. Um, You can pick it up or you can have it delivered by their local dealerships. Um, You'll be able to search for available vehicles in the area. You can make the selection. You can check it out on Amazon using your preferred payment. Or you can even use Affirm, Afterpay, Klarna, whatever your financing method may be. The company okay. says, right? Okay. Right? I'm about to go get me something good. Like, <laughs> create another way for dealers to build awareness for their selection and offer convenience to their customers. That almost sounds too good to be true. First of all, this is back to what we talked about not too long ago. Uh, Monopoly, hello. Yeah, yeah, they they're always just bogarting everything up. Is and, is anybody feeling like Amazon might be the real villain? Because uh, while I am an Amazon customer, mm-hmm. and I don't plan on going anywhere because they make my life very convenient. The way that they are bogarting their way into every industry. Is a little scary. Look at that. You see how it instantly got try to say, you know what? Fuck yeah, I might as well buy me a car now. Shit. But, but I'm saying they do set it up so it's very convenient. Like there's really, I can't find a drawback in what he just said. But I'm also <laughs> like, that's 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 not the way capitalism is supposed to work. <laughs> that that is a firm for a car. <laughs> Because uh, the firm stays being like, we don't care what your credit looks like. Don't mm-hmm. get this car. 
I'm not mad at it. I'm just a little bit concerned for like Amazon's gonna sneak attack us. But um, I they do have me looking up what car I can buy. Hello, I'm I'm listening, but no, I I I, I don't want to be that consumer. I don't want to be the person that's like turning the blind eye when they're doing wrong shit. So, I mean, hopefully, what's up with this lawsuit? Remember the lawsuit? They're supposed to be in this class action, right? Yeah, they were, yeah, for um for a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And right now it's only Hyundai, right? Yeah, just Hyundai. They're just starting off with them in 2024. I mean, my mom has a Hyundai, and the recalls that they're having right now are making me think she needs a new one. I may or may not be Googling. So, like, like David said, they are starting their monopoly. According to an article, shares of dealers such as CarMax Carvana, as well as Lithia Motors and AutoNation, they fell immediately following the announcement. Those companies closed down between 5% and 6% um, on Thursday. So, all Carvana, that's what I was thinking. They're the ones that, like, you kind of, it's almost like a vending machine where, like, you pick out the car and then they either come drive it to you or, like, you pay for it and then come pick up the car at a stop. Well, yeah, you could do that with Carvana, but CarMax almost is the same shit. CarMax too, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. They're kind of like pushing, and they were very successful. Are well, very I got, successful. I got, I got my Jeep from CarMax, but then I I, I sold the Jeep. Well, well it's I, but it's very easy to purchase, right? Very, extremely, and it's very easy for you to figure out whether or not you can get it, and whether or not like you're well. Actually, I feel like. It don't matter what your credit score is, they'll work with you, but mm-hmm. your payments will just be really high. But mm-hmm. um, you'll see exactly what it's going to be online. Like I did it when, I mean, back in like 20, I want to say it was 2018, maybe 17 or 18. And I was like, let me see what this shit is giving. And they gave me like a little payment. It was like 290 for the payment. And I was like, no way. Like, I expected more for the vehicle that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh no, you can get this is the selection of vehicles you can pick from. And it was like, <laughs> for real? Before I get there? <laughs> so it was uh, like legit. It was legit. Okay. And I'm I'm reading through this article too, where it's saying Hyundai is going to have Alexa, like all let me not say her name too loud before she starts talking. She who must not be named will be mm-hmm. all throughout their new line of cars. So that'll be like their AI system. Ah, okay. So we can just say, Alexa, what cars are available right now? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm glad. Oh, Yo. sorry. Sorry. Alexa, stop. See, I was about to say, I'm glad I have my headphones on because you had called mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is interesting, though, because they're just making it really... And honestly, the car buying process is kind of stressful. Like, it's exciting when you walk away from the dealership with your car and you take a picture and like, you know, depending on the dealership, they might give you a bow, but honestly, it's a stressful drawn out process. Mm-hmm. And they're just starting to make things really easy to basically find out instead of having to sit and talk to a salesperson, like, what can I afford? Let's not go back and forth about this price. I want the car. I'd like to do it. Let's go. Like it's changing also, the game. But then we're also taking away from those salespeople who need to make a living. You know what I mean? Like, we're taking away their commission if you look at it that way too yeah for sure we're definitely moving away from like i feel like people-centered sales which as an introvert 
I'm okay with that. As somebody that cares about the community, we have less, way less jobs with the internet evolving. Yeah, yeah. AI is taking everybody's job, so you know now. Hopefully it doesn't take mine. If AI gets involved in like customer service, we're in trouble. Listen, it's shit that that's gonna be happening that you just don't even know that you're doing. Did you guys update your phone recently? Yeah, mine's I telling did. me to update it. Yeah, so both of them dropped their new iOS 17 operating system, uh, and there's a feature on there called Name Drop. Uh, that is activated by default on the phones of users who update their software. And this is actually prompting authorities to share information on how to actually turn it off. Uh, although it makes sharing contacts easier, some, peer pe some people are leery of the potential risk. Uh, so, so it's a feature called Name Drop. Uh, it's a feature that allows owners to share their contact information with other devices like iPhones and uh, watches that they come in close contact with. Uh, it also lets uh, users receive contacts from other people. So, so how does this like actually work, right? So all you have to do is hold your phone, hold their phone screen close to the top of another person's iPhone which will cause both devices to vibrate. Uh, once they link, a name drop uh, prompt will appear on both on both phone screens, allowing users to choose if they want to share and receive contact cards. Uh, iPhone users can select what contact information, such as phone numbers, email addresses, uh, or just other things they like to share. So. Yeah. Definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, do something about it. So this feature has actually prompted police departments across the U.S. to issue alerts to parents. Uh, for example, the Jefferson Hill Police Department urged parents whose kids who have iPhones to turn off the feature. Uh, this feature could allow the sharing of your contact information just by bringing your phone closer together, the department wrote in a Facebook post. Don't forget to change these settings after the update on your child's phone. Also keep them safe as well. Yeah, this was happening with me. I have two phones and uh, I updated my phones, of course, to the latest. And uh, I, you know, when you have two phones, you tend to carry both phones in, in one hand. You you hold them both together. And I my phone kept vibrating. It was a pissing me off. Like it, it just kept happening. And it wasn't until David brought up this uh, this situation, this update, that I was like, oh, okay, so that's what's going on here. And I went ahead and turned it off myself. It's in your accessibility, uh, in your accessibility uh, portion of your settings. So in case you guys want to go turn it off, bother me. I also have two phones. And I was trying to figure out why they kept vibrating every time I put them on top of each other. Um. Yes. You do have to accept the share, but I don't like the fact that phones being near each other prompt anybody to share information to begin with. And I also turned my feature off. Yes, because it, it, for kids, especially, you know, the, the uh, teacher could easily just put place it over the phone, 
and the kid is like, oh, what's that? And they're, they're like, oh, I got it. Don't worry about it. Just hit this button right here. Mm-hmm. And they could just hit share, you know? Yep. So want to be careful with that. Especially since all the kids have a cell phone now. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, something that's good to bring to everybody's attention. Thank you. And being aware of the technology, but making sure you have control over how you use it. Because I'm an Apple customer, but I love how Apple defaults you into some stuff that's a major change. Um, but we wanted to end the segment on some good news. Um, so a Detroit nonprofit has been buying hotel rooms for homeless people for Black Friday. Um, they've been buying two floors of a hotel to give homeless people a place to stay for part of the holidays. They're called New Era Detroit. Um, and it's coming with a, a couple of perks. So the hotel room comes with a free night inside the hotel room, free breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and free uh, clothes for anyone that's struggling with housing. And these services will be available to help connect the homeless with anything that they may need. Um, and they write that it's homelessness is one of the most visual examples of poverty, but often an end result of other issues that people are having like addiction, mental health issues, or a well-paying job. Um, but they're getting behind on bills. So they offer housing resources, job resources, and substance abuse resources. And if anyone wanted to register for a room, people are asked to call 313-466-4377 if any of our listeners happen to be in the Detroit area. Um, and then there's also donations available through Cash App and PayPal um, if you wanted to donate to the New Era Detroit charity. Well, that's awesome. That is so wonderful. Um, I just wish we had more uh, people in America that were like this. And we had more of this going on. And I wish it was more uh, just appreciated. You know, I don't feel like people are really appreciated uh, as much as they should. People tend to see the the bad in things more than they see the good. So I just, this is just good to me. All good. Yeah, definitely shout out to them. Uh, I noticed this definitely wasn't an easy thing to even put together. Uh, So... The dedication and everything is there. You can tell it's, it's it's it looks genuine. So yeah, and I just know that the smiles. I know the the mothers. You know to be able to have a a warm bed, um, you know for their families, um, for the holidays, for their kids. There was like you know I saw the video and they were bringing like kids and mothers in there with their kids, and that was like you know touching to me. Definitely. And also definitely appreciate the extra resources because you don't just end up homeless. You probably need help in other areas too. Yes. Um, so that definitely was one of the great uh, endings for today's episode. Um, tomorrow, again, we're coming back with the top five Christmas movies. I'm excited to see what we're all going to be uh, bringing to the table. And um you know, is there anything else you guys want to say before we close out for the day? Don't run your whole checkup on Christmas presents. Take advantage of, uh, I'm not going to say take advantage because if you ain't got it, don't spend it. But if you can, I say just take advantage of like either payment plans, you know what I'm saying? Be smart with it. Price inflation going up. So just be prepared. Everything costs more. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Castmates, thank you for joining us for our Hot Topics today. Yep. Mm-hmm.